Welcome to Season 5 of the Let's Talk Data podcast series, presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technologies with leading experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Let's Talk Data podcast series. My name is Ginger. I've hosted a few of these before, so you may have heard my voice before. Not sure. I'm from the great state of Texas, and today I'm super excited. Our title for today is from sales analytics to sales action. Recently, we worked with some partners to develop some business content to help customers get started more quickly with SAP solutions. And I met a really fascinating uh, colleague, Thomas. I'm not gonna say his last name. He's gonna have to say it for you because I won't say it correctly. But Thomas is uh, coming from, I'm in Texas. He's on the other side of the pond. I think he's in Germany. Is that right, Thomas? Is yes, that where you're that's from? right. In okay. Germany, yes. So, Thomas, tell us how to pronounce your last name. Zachrau. It's Z-A-C-H-R-A-U. Zachral. I love yes. that. Yes. Oh, perfectly, Ginger. <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> no German so, people can pronounce it better than you. <laughs> no German people can pronounce it. I'm glad this is being recorded. All right. Thomas Zachral. So, I mean, when I met Thomas, I was just really impressed with uh, what the company's doing, with what, what they're passionate about, in particular, what he's passionate about in regards to sales analytics and in regards to understanding the customer. So I'm really happy you're with us today, Thomas. So first of all, thank you for taking the time to join us. Thank you for having the opportunity to speak with you. So I wonder if we could start, you're from Reply AG that really I just learned about during the content sprint, but you guys are a really impressive partner and you're really important to SAP. So maybe could you start just by giving us a little bit of background on the company itself and then the company's uh, relationship with SAP, and just tell us a few things that makes you guys unique, and then we'll get more into a little bit about you and what you're doing. Okay, Thomas? Is okay, that good? Ginger. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Um, Reply AG it's, is one of the topics that I uh, speak about, uh, where I, I love to speak about most, <laughs> because it's a company I, I work for 26 years uh, with. And Reply AG is a, this is a secret, a hidden champion, so to say, because Replay AG is one of the fastest growing IT and consulting companies in Europe, but you have never heard about it before. So some other people may have the same experience with us, but we are working for more than thousands of large organizations and we take the really complex projects. We are focused on mission critical projects driven by technology innovation at our customer. We are having 40 locations over the globe, 26 in Europe and eight in, in uh, Germany where I located. Uh, we have 9,000 employees, 7,000 are based in Europe and 2,000 in Germany. Really impressive uh, amount of, of consultants and in, we were uh, in a corporation with SAP over 30 years. So the partnership is lived intensively in many areas, especially in the analytics environment, which is um, important for, for the today's talk, I think. We are multiple winners of, of SAP quality awards. 
and uh, our recognized expertise is certified by you, by SAP. We have the, uh, the chance to contribute to R&D initiatives with SAP, case studies and best practice solutions. One of the app is the, uh, the topic of today we will come to later. Reply has a broad range of SAP expertise through, mo through more than 800 SAP consultants. Thereof, over 100 are in the analytics and platform environment. So the stuff we are talking today. Yeah, I mean, that's really impressive. I love that you say you may have never heard of Reply AG, but we've been a close partner with SAP for 30 years. You know, I find the same thing. I find people, a lot of people in my life who have never heard of SAP. And I always say, <laughs> really? we are the, yes, yes. I was just, so in I was America. In a, yeah, <laughs> that, I was that's on a road. Case in America. <laughs> that's true. It's probably the case in America. I was with, yeah. a, with, the, with a friend yesterday. He's like, Ginger, you know, I know you've worked for them. You've said you've been with Reply for what, 26 years? I'm at 24 with SAP. Yeah. I know you've worked for this SAP for a long time. I have no idea what you do. Yeah. And, so Germany, it's not uh, uh, so difficult to find someone who knows <laughs> SAP. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I really love the fact that, you know, even though me as a silly American have never heard of you, I love how close um, our partnership is. I love, you know, how respected you are within the SOP, SAP ecosystem and just, you know, the awards that you guys have won and the initiatives that you've done and all the things you've done in the App Center. And we'll get to a little bit more about specifically what you're doing um, um, with uh, sales uh, analytics and sales action. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit more about some of the scenarios you've worked in with Reply and kind of what makes you guys unique. Um, in the sales analytics and customer experience area. Dig, let's yeah. double click a little bit more there. Tell us a little bit more. Yes. Um, Reply AG is a leader in digital and customer experience. So that are right to our DNA, these projects about sales, marketing and service. And uh, I'm very proud to say that we, as a participant of the Diamond Initiative for SAP Partners, were announced as Customer Experience Partner Innovation 2021 Award winner. Yeah, <laughs> that was... Really good job of, of, of all the colleagues and uh, thank you very much for, for announcing us to, to that award. Uh, also, Lunendonk rates Reply as a leading digital experience service provider. We have an above average broad and rich portfolio in this area and correspondingly a very high market relevance. And Reply is number one in the German digital agency ranking 2020. So it's not, not only the, the customer experience, it's also the digital experience. And bringing this together is, is one of my passion I, I uh, told about. So we believe in, in shaping the future of engaging digital experience by employing a human-centric approach to the foremost technological expertise. So human-centric is at our heart. We turn our customers' most complex challenges into straightforward integrated solutions, of course, with the SAP um, solutions. 
We are powered by a collective of industry-leading experts who harness the broadest and most diverse network. We are very diverse. We have people from 70 countries. It's, it's very cool to have them in the project, multicultural, uh, very creative, uh, very diverse. I like that. That's So you say that you guys are really focused on the human-centric approach. And I know that that's something that you're passionate about. So I want you to tell me a little bit about your passion for that, what you do at Cisco Reply, and also kind of what you mean about human-centric approach. Do you mean how we interact with the software solutions? Do you mean making it consumable? Are you only talking about end users? If you could double click on that a little bit more. Yes, yes. And then also uh, tell us a little bit more yes. about your role there and yes. you know, really what makes you wake up in the morning and what gets you going. So, and and I'm glad that that my role and uh, that what, what I can do every day fits the perfect together. And, and that makes me happy because as you know, we, uh, a lot of time of the day we are at work and uh, it's, 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 it's a luck. Uh, to do things that that you love, and my role in in Cisco Plan Reply is the role of a senior manager. So I have the responsibility for business development, but also for for a team, which which I like very much to have both uh, these uh, responsibilities. And Cisco Plan Reply is the SAP brand uh, of Reply family and with a strong focus on digital and customer experience. So customer experience is, is at my heart. And in Cisco Plan Reply, I'm responsible for, for analytics and analytics in the customer experience, customer, uh, sorry, customer experience area is all about sales, marketing and service because that are the main customer centric processes. I also have a background in theoretical uh, physicist, so um, that gives me the opportunity to be a member of the reply community of practice for quantum computing. And the influence of quantum computing on analytics is a topic I follow intensively. But for today, I want to show you or give the audience an impression how can customer experience and analytics fits together. So making the right decisions is the basis for success. That is what we all know. And on the one hand, the analytical solutions are involved in the decision, but also the users. Today, the analytics of customer-centric processes are very often about predicting the probabilities of a certain customer event. But it is proven fact that decisions made intuitively by users are wrong, especially in cases where statistical findings, for example, probabilities, are involved. Wait, this, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's step back a yeah. second. So let's yeah. let's go back a second. So yeah, okay. <laughs> we, you said that um, the very first thing you talked about was how analytics is about making the right decisions, but a lot of times we won't make those right. So can you like give me a concrete example in sales and marketing, like of what, let's say predicting the value, what did you say, predicting an activity? What did you say again, Thomas? I wanna make sure I get this right. I'm a, I'm a sales re representative and I will be asked from my, from my boss, 
what do you think? How much revenue we will make with this or that customer? Then there intuitively come um, uh, an idea to my mind, and it's come from from deep. <laughs> from the brain and it's it's 30,000 year old so to say because it comes from a very old area of of, of the brain evolution and uh, it's it has nothing to do with the with the complex living we are at the moment in mm -hmm. and the the brain tends to find easy fast solutions for even complex questions And that is not always uh, the right way, and especially if if statistics is involved. And uh, we all know uh, that that we have not a good feeling on statistics. If we have to uh, think about probabilities of of things that happen, we try to make the problem easier, and and we try to find uh, things that are similar and then we we say okay then that will have the same probability but that is proven that that is wrong in mm. nearly all the cases and even if you are working 10 years in a specific area you are not sure that you are not making this error because it's it's very deep in your brain these errors so yeah. if my boss comes to me and says okay how much money are we going to make on let's say this customer in this region this year yeah. selling yeah. whatever product right yeah what i'm going to do is i'm going to go with my gut fill maybe i think it's going to be forty thousand euros but maybe i'm going to tell my boss thirty thousand euros so i can exceed it or maybe depending on who i am i'm going to tell my boss thirty thousand euros when i just think that right yeah so mm -hmm. you're saying that as a human I'm more than likely to go to the to the easiest answer or maybe the one that I can understand the best. Yes. Yes. And especially yes, if exactly. there are statistics or probabilities, I'll say it happened this way. That last year we earned this much, so therefore this year we should earn this much. Just mm -hmm. kind of gut feeling it. Is that right? Yeah. That okay. that is right. And uh, there's another aspect that yet if you heard in the news or from a friend something about exactly that company where your boss is asking you about then you have an opinion because you were told about this company some days before if a friend of you says oh i bought a product from this company and it it, it was not so good then you tend to make the value of the customer lower because someone told you negative things about it that, so that's it's a, kind of like personal experiential bias yeah, right okay okay so, so what's the yeah. hope what's the hope I don't know. <laughs> and, the, and, and the hope or the the help <laughs> the help of of the sap analytics uh, solution portfolio is that uh, solutions as sub analytics cloud sub data warehouse cloud and sub data intelligence allow uninterrupted integration of statistical matters to to business processes so there is the possibility for the user to look at these statistics to see how it really is <laughs> so to say and to avoid to avoid this bias 
And there's one additional point um, that only if you see how it works, so the, the, the possibility to, to, to have a transparent view on what is going on helps you to build trust on it. So if you take data intelligence and the data pipelines there and you, you see the model and you let explain how that, this model works, you build trust. And that is the only possibility that in the, in the moment of decision, you don't fall back to your intu intuition and, and you believe in the statistics of the, of the system. You know, that's really interesting that I have to have trust, yeah. you know, in the data and in the model in this whole data management area. I know we'll be talking a bit more about what y'all have done specifically with SAP Analytics Cloud and SAP Data Intelligence and other SAP uh, solutions like Warehouse Cloud. So how do you help me as a user build that trust? So what I'm looking at this model what are things that you guys do or you things that happen to help me believe? So I'm not like, because I know a lot of times you usually say, oh, I know the system says that, but I'm telling you it's really this, right? And that's what you're trying to fix. Is that right? Yeah. So that there's trust. So yeah. how do you build that trust? One thing to build trust is to see that the decisions that I made going in the right direction. So it's not so easy to build the, tr the trust by only looking on uh, what the statistics do. But at the end, you take the action that follows from these statistics and you see something like a closed loop that this action was valuable for you. That's the only thing. It's some kind of a learning of course, mm. because only looking only looking on a statistical model, it's it's not what what uh, builds trust <laughs> for a human being. So yeah, right, because you know there can be bias in models. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, we discussed yes. this before, right? Machine learning can definitely have bias built in, and there have been you know news reports of that as well, bias being built into models. So we know that can happen. Yeah. But so I think what you're saying is. Your guys' expertise is to help build these models so they make sense. And then I make decisions based on those models and I make decisions on what the software is recommending, what the predictions are. I act on those and then I see over time that that was the right yeah. thing. So then I build my trust. I, yeah. I, it's almost yeah. like a relationship, right? Almost, I, almost. And yeah. and, and the, the, so you, you have not only relationships between human beings, you have also relationships be, between a human being and analytical application, so to say. Yeah, I've never really thought about my relationship with the dashboard. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should. You but should. I guess you could At least say, after our, our podcast, yeah, you should. You could even say reply G is... Is is a is a relationship builder. Yeah. You're building yeah. a relationship between the dashboard yeah. and the statistical and the, the statistical models and the user. I love that. Okay. Perhaps right. I can I can go a, a step deeper in that because two there are two things that make these analytics applications useful, very valuable. So. Let's start with the so-called easier one, <laughs> so to say. So what we what we say to our customer is, please use the entire power of the SAP portfolio in the area of analytics. 
And what did I mean with that? When we come to a customer in the area of customer experience solutions, so sales responsibility, uh, sales resp um, representatives, uh, marketing leader, or, or someone from the service, they have sales, marketing, or service cloud in place. And many users first start analytics directly in these systems. For example, sales dashboards are created on the basis of the sales key figures available in that system. However, almost all our customer very quickly uh, takes the important next step with us by placing the analytics on an, um, let's say, cloud-integrated basis with SAP Analytics Cloud and SAP Data Warehouse Cloud. Here, the user experience of the benefits of this analytics become more valuable as it enables them, for example, to deal, to deal with the increasingly relevant self-service cap capabilities. Self-service is a topic that, that we, we have in the market for, for a very long, long time. And there were a lot of tries to make self-service really real. And from my opinion, with, with SAP Data Warehouse Cloud and uh, SAP Analytics Cloud, we now have the possibility. The, the uh, LOBs, they can really model in these systems and they make really self-service and, and that is great to see. Mm. And the size of next step then goes hand to, in hand with an even stronger involvement of the user and uh, I, I think, as we, uh, as you can imagine, uh, that's that what I, what I prefer to go this next step, building a solution together with SAP Data Intelligence, because then we have this uninterrupted integration for the statistical procedures and uh, the advantages we talk about. Yeah. So you, so you mentioned that kind of how y'all make this a reality, start to build a trust. It's really about your ability to extrapolate information from like, because everyone already has a sales marketing platform in place. Like you said, cloud for sales, cloud for service and, uh, you know, SAP solutions, but they may have other S solutions as well. Yes. But then we start with the analytics that are provided in those solutions. But then you said there's additional value by yeah. maybe extracting that data maybe applying additional models that you were talking right. about and exposing that with analytics cloud and data warehouse cloud. And you said the real um, excitement here is finally, maybe we can really do self-serve analytics, right? We've talked yes. about that a lot, but maybe as we build a trust, we can real have that. Yes. And, and then you started to talk about a little bit about SAP data intelligence and how that helps with the integration of these statistical procedures. So, I mean, maybe talk about that a little bit more or how does this really relate to the user? Because SAP data intelligence really helps to connect that data and you can mm -hmm. apply models and machine learning, all the data and really do the underlying data things that are needed. So tell me about kind of how these things put the user at the center. After we talk about that a little bit more, then we'll go in more specifically to what you guys have developed in relation to sales analytics um, and sales action. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Could we do that? Okay. Yes, I love to talk to uh, about putting the the user in the center of <laughs> of all that we do. An analytics application is is ideally 
the, the, the basis of, of, of all decisions. That's what we said before. And decisions means triggering an action. So from sales prediction to sales action, this is the title of our podcast. And actions are the drivers for success. And in my view, we therefore need to talk about an analytics-driven rather than a data-driven company. A lot of people talk about data-driven. Uh, I prefer to talk about analytics-driven. In particular, we should move from a data strategy to an analytics strategy and from a data leadership to an analytics leadership, each of which is characterized by, by the fact that it takes the user into account as a central part. Not only the data, but, but also the user. And we need to pay more attention to the user experience. Our customers are already recognized the importance of their customers' experience. Why is it still so rarely applied to internal decision-making processes? And what is need to be done here? So how did we bring the user to the center in an, in an analytics framework? There are four things that turn to our turn to uh, be the most valuable at at our customer projects. So first, proactively identification of user obstacles by monitoring patterns in analytic application consumption and understanding in the business context. We know this from ourselves. At a certain point in applications, we got out. In the business context, e-commerce uh, processes, for example, look at precisely these moments in the customer journey and react to them. What does that mean? At certain points, we yeah. get out. You, we yes, yes. You, you, you are on an, an, an e-commerce platform. You are in a web shop. And you have a product, and you uh, you you search for shoes. I think you <laughs> search for shoes. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> Most likely, uh, and uh, you you search for black ones, and uh, it's it's not easy to find black ones. Only blue, red, and so. And then you said, no, I I, I have enough from this search. I leave this web shop. I'm not satisfied with my experience on that website. I go. And of course, these things where customers of our customer leave the, the e-commerce platform, uh, where they look intensively because it's important to know because the next time you want that the customer stays. And my point here is, why don't we have a look where user of analytics applications leaves the application? And that also happens. You have a dashboard, you have this, some kind of story or so, you went through it, but at some point you click it away, you go to your Excel or something like that. Exactly. Okay, I'm getting it now. <laughs> you, you, so, you, you, leave, you leave the application and you, you're so sad about it that you, uh, that you not talk about it with, with someone. You only leave the, the application and you talk to, to your colleague, oh, it's, it's a bad application. We don't right. have to use it and so on. So, so I you're, saying, you're saying just as, as a consumer, I could be shopping and I'm like, hey, I'm done with this website. I can't find what I want. 
The same thing can happen internally when as a business analyst, I'm working with the application I have. I'm like, forget this. I'm just going to download the data to Excel and create a pivot table. Yes, yes. That's what we're trying to avoid, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. And uh, the first the first step in order to avoid is to to see it. <laughs> so uh, proactively looking at it because you 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 have all the data. You can have a look uh, uh, at at exactly that point when uh, where do my analytics user leave the application, and then you can proactively. Uh, go to the user and 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 ask them and and that is the the, the second point that that we do ask the user and uh, but it's it's not enough uh, you have to have both of these points proactively uh, looking at it and asking because when you ask as uh, human beings are shy or they 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 don't want to they don't want to say what's what's going wrong and so on and so you need both of these um, topics and you and you know in the in the book of of Daniel Kahneman there's also a chapter about the so-called status quo bias human beings are not attend to to leave their status quo that's right. uh, <laughs> that's a fact there is a, a final point when it comes to 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 the user at the center um, it, you also have to do really work so to say you have to sit next to to the user and let him show you how he made a decision on basis of what he see because we we all know stories that eyewitnesses of, of an accident often perceives very different uh, uh, things. So it could be the case that two users watch, looking at the same dashboards have different opinion about the action to take. So there is there's work to do to really know the decision process. That's a point that we don't have to forget in in this mm. context. That's interesting. So two people looking at the same dashboard can still perceive really different yes. things. So yes. part of what you guys are trying to do is build that trust so at least these two people can at least start to see closer to the same thing. So that's why when you talk with them, you have to interview them and say, how did you get to this decision based on yeah. what you looked at, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so let's yeah. go ahead, Thomas. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, I, I, I want to build the bridge to 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 what we what we build, and uh, okay. uh, because the the scenario that we that we implemented uh, addresses two two of the points that we talked about. First, a comprehensible prediction, which is important, and a very clear call to action. So from sales prediction to sales action. Wait, before uh, we go into the scenario, yeah. I think most people will know about this SAP data intelligence content sprint. So when you say this scenario, this was the scenario developed with um, the SAP data intelligence um, product management team that yes. basically is content that uses all these things that you discussed previously that customers can work with you and implement around sales activities or sales predictions to sales actions. Is that right? Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. I just want to make this all the same. Okay. So now keep yeah. going and let us know more about this scenario you guys built. Okay. So in the, the, uh, in the customer experience area, you have 
activity reportings and uh, activity reportings are usually part of, of, of every CRM implementation at enterprises in, in, in various industries. And activity reporting enables sales representatives or performance manager to evaluate the activities, so visits, calls, mails, that have been executed as a specific customer. Activity reporting is critical to identify patterns and to make improvements to conversion rates. But what is often missing from an activity reporting is a prediction of a monetary value of a recent or planned sales activity. Prediction models can provide forecasted values of future activities. This prediction enables the sales representative to act according to the given corporate strategy, ensuring that they're investing their time on activities that are predicted to yield the best results. Okay, so let me make sure I kind of understand this. I mean, I know a little bit about these sales activities because I used to work on our cloud for sales organization, I used to be part of that. So let's say I'm a I'm a salesperson and I have activities that I'm going to do. Maybe uh, visit a customer, do a phone mm -hmm. call, maybe do a demo, maybe attend an event. And so mm -hmm. what you're kind of helping me understand, these are like, let's say I have eight activities that that's in my, you know, in my portfolio. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Sales activity planner of things I need to yeah. do. Yeah. And when I'm picking which one I should do first and in which order, what you're saying to me is kind of the gap is realizing which of these is most likely to provide the best result, either move yeah. me closer to the sale, to the opportunity or provide the best monetary. Right. Yeah. So this is like yeah. a prediction of which one of these is likely to have the best result. Did I understand that yes. correctly? Yes, yes, yes. And uh, uh, you can, and it's for activity, so you can imagine that uh, it, it also works for uh, marketing and for service uh, cases, but we build it for, for uh, the sales case. Okay. And uh, we give it the name activity value prediction. Um, on which uh, addresses this functional gap we are talking about by of, of predicting monetary value. The solution is called Avalon. It's uh, from activity value prediction, <laughs> so Avalon. And, and it works with activities that come from SAP's Cloud for Service, SAP's S4HANA, and or other SAP or, or other um, CRM and or SAP CRM solutions. You said SAP Cloud for Service, but you meant SAP Cloud for Sales, right? Because you said you right. got started. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I just want to make sure. Ginger. <laughs> it was a test. If you, yeah, you. you're testing me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you made it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So um, to, to predict the value of, of sales activities, sales activities, um, our Avalon uses prediction models integrated in SAP data intelligence. The, the activity reporting of Avalon uses SAP Analytics Cloud and provides a comprehensive view of the results of the prediction. So sales representatives can invest their time in an optimized way and ineffective activities are avoided. The prediction model 
of Avalon provides forecasted values of future activities. Together with a custom specific model, sales rep representatives can, accord, uh, can act according to the given corporate strategy. So this sales activity prediction or Avalon, yeah. it uses, so it can be work with uh, activities in cloud for sales in uh, S4HANA and in our uh, other SAP CRM solutions. Yes. And data intelligence, I guess, reads these activities and applies your uh, machine learning algorithms on them to help yes. predict. And then yes. I'm able to consume this in SAP Analytics Cloud so I can see which activities are most likely, and it can help me as a salesperson to better plan where I should spend my time. Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. could not have been said it better than you. So, <laughs> But this is all content yeah. that you have provided. Okay, so keep yes. talking. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, so make sure I'm clear. And then at the end, I, I also want to talk about if someone's interested, you know, how would they get this content and all that kind of yeah. stuff? And, you know, so, and do they need you guys to help implement it, which I think they would. But anyway, first, let's just finish up because I, I know yeah, no, I, it's, it's I only to 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 recap what what's in. <laughs> so the, the, the prepackaged content in, in, in the App Center includes connection templates, the machine learning scenario, the Jupyter notebooks, the data pipeline modeling, table views and stories and other details needed to make this opportunity real for for you as a customer we, there's a lot of interest in in our existing customer to go the step to to come to action to see in a closed loop if the action is really valuable that's that's important because of building trust as as we talk about so yes that's okay. what we did yeah so that was developed and it's out there now and if i if I want to learn more, or um, so you said that the it, we have all the the templates that are needed, the machine yep. learning models there, and then you guys can work with anyone who wants to implement it, you know, to tweak or whatever it is that they need to do. Could they reach out to you or what? Yes, what they happen? can. Of of course, of course, uh, reach out uh, for me on 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 LinkedIn, uh, Thomas Zachrau. <laughs> And Z A C H R A U. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a passion for me to 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 have these analytics and customer experience together, prediction, action, that are the things uh, that I really like to implement at our customer. Well, excellent. Well, I mean, I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. And I really like how you guys are approaching um, really understanding the user and making sure that help the users make the right decisions so that they can trust the models. And hopefully two people looking at the same dashboard can come up with the same answer. Yes. <laughs> and um, I really want to thank you for taking the time uh, to join us today. So uh, we'll talk to you later, Thomas. Always a pleasure. Me, all right. We'll talk to you later and join us for more Let's Talk Data podcast series. Thank you.